Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Karis Rian and I'm joined by Ashton Clark, one of the many WomenX members. Many, 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 many. You but so many. one of the longest. Yes. Yeah, one of the OGs. <laughs> is it six years or seven years this year you've been here? Six. Six. Six yeah. years. Six years. If we were married, what would it be like? Wool? Should I get you yeah. a jumper? Yeah, you're welcome to. I'll add it to my collection. <laughs> oh my god, I'd love that. Like the really pure, like knit one. I, oh, it's actually iron. Iron, iron is the traditional gift for six years. I could get you an iron. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like I wasn't speaking. I could get you an iron. Um, but yeah, six years. Clearly, <laughs> we are great at gifting each other things. So yeah, Ashton did actually gift my daughter a beautiful gift when she was born, which is a little turtle that she loves. She did pull the eye off it though, and it does look a little bit scary now. But oh no, still very appreciated the gift. <laughs> Ashton, what are we talking about this week on the Women X Festival podcast? This week we are talking about film festival submissions. Yes, because we got asked this a lot at a recent networking event we held on like, how do you actually submit to festivals? Now, we're not going to go down the route for strategy. I feel like that's a whole other episode, which maybe we'll invite some friends on that know a lot about that. But this is actually about like just getting on Film Freeway and just sending your film to a festival, which some people don't really know. And obviously we've got experience of this being filmmakers and being a film festival. So it's great. It's great. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) I swear we know I think it's one of those things that we know the behind the scenes as much as we know the front end and like yeah. it is always interesting to like when you submit them you're wondering what people are thinking mm. and now we can actually yeah. let you know it's a strange one um but yeah we're not gonna talk about strategy but what I would say is back when I used to submit to film festivals I would make a short list which you can make in film freeway um and then you can just do them all at once and it's a lot easier but we're mm. going to go through the process of like what to put on your film freeway application and what a festival looks for um because there's some things that i think like someone questioned recently on social media like do you put a cover letter for a film festival like do i write a director statement do i attach behind the scene pictures do i put a password on my film um, so I thought we'd just do this little episode just to kind of give you a little bit more you know what what to do what to do okay so the first thing I'd say is synopsis now bear in mind on film freeway it says brief synopsis Ashton do you see a brief synopsis when we go through the festival submissions it's a little like a unicorn <laughs> I notice when I do have one <laughs> But a brief synopsis is important for your application, I'd say, because it just gives you a brief idea of what your film is about. But some people use this as a way of like, I don't even know how to describe it. Listing everyone's naming it, listing like, like, where just the funding you the comes from. higher event of the film. And yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Sometimes people literally put the whole plot of their film in there. Yeah. And depending on how a previewer works, that's kind of to the detriment sometimes that if you've explained the whole film, and they like to read a synopsis before they watch it. Yeah. You've kind of already sort of like ruined any intrigue or mystery. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. There's a lot going on. So just keep it brief. That's our first tip. Keep the brief synopsis <laughs> brief. <laughs> um, so there's options on there to add your website, your Twitter, the Facebook, your Instagram. No TikTok option. I feel like that's going to come up soon, maybe. Mm. Why do you, do you think it's important to kind of add these links? I think sometimes it is handy just to sort of get a feel for it. Like even if it's, you don't have to create social media for your film every single time, it can just potentially be your social media. But it is 
it is one of those things that sometimes we love a film and we want to know more. Like, is yeah. there anything else that's going on? What else? Like, I remember one we looked at and they had created a film Instagram and they sort of carried on the film's aesthetic. Do you remember that one that was all sort of like yes. pink with the scrapbooking? And that was really cool because for us as well, we were like, oh, great. This is someone we can sort of tag in our own social media strategy and we can shout about it because they've taken the time and the care. And it just shows the passion for it as well, I think. It does. I love when I'm like going through programming and I'm like, oh, okay, I like this film. I want to see, see more about it. And then like their Instagram is sort of like behind the scenes or like meet the cast or meet the team or like cut elements or like other festival success they've had or like premieres they've had. It's just really nice. Like you described this to me recently, actually, you called because we were talking about Instagram, personal Instagrams, and you actually described Instagram as like a scrapbook which I've yeah. never thought about it that way before. And I think in this instance, having like a film Instagram or just like your filmmaker Instagram, it is like a little scrapbook and I really love it. What dawns on me is when I go to see someone's Instagram from a film freeware submission and they're already working on another film and I'm like, oh my God, have a rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. Okay, fast forward and on. So you can add credits onto your film freeway submission. This is optional. You, you know, they ask for director, writer, producer, and key cast. I have seen people put like everyone on this. That is totally a choice for you to make. So yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this, to be honest. It's not a major thing. And you can just put like, I think there's five people they kind of suggest. But you can add anyone you want. You want like you can add on your cinematographer, you can add on your sound designer, you can literally add on anyone you wanted. But just bear in mind, obviously, it's a lot more admin for your application. Yeah, I feel like it's also kind of a good way to like sort of do the humble brag though. Like yeah. for me, I'm really bad with uh, famous people's faces and names. Oh, so yes. if I'm watching a short and going, where do I recognize that face from? I can kind of go to the credits and be like, oh, right, they've been in like this Sky One drama, whatever. So it kind of is a kind of a good place to sort of be like, if you have got a famous face or if you've got someone who's done something really cool, have a bit of a humble brag. Time to brag. Yeah, just because, you know, sometimes that helps. I feel like yeah. some festivals do rate famous faces. They want to have a bit of a recognizable draw. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you like, obviously do give people credit where it's due, but if you do have a little bit of an extra something that you can brag about, like I'd, that's the section that's the section so under specifications this is section four of your application so it says project type you can tick as many as you want here it says animation experimental music video student documentary feature short so you can tick all of those you can type in genres this is where people think that women is a genre (laughs) you see this a lot (laughs) feminist feminist films you can write anything you want in there to be honest um it does help sometimes and obviously for programmers some programmers group films by genres to watch them um we we trialed that didn't we but i don't think it really worked because i I think think sometimes sometimes we had more films than others that we had we had loads of dramas but we didn't get a lot of comedy or didn't get a lot of horror so it was very difficult because the drama team were very busy the other guys not so much (laughs) especially if like the way you might self-identify your genre might potentially be not the way we necessarily program it because a lot of the True. dramas overlap into other different genres. Like they're a yeah. romantic drama, a comedy drama. So like there's a lot of like grey areas. So it's mm-hmm. helpful, but it does depend on sort of the festival's requirements. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's easy to like self-identify and then, you know, don't get offended if the festival's like, actually, we find your film quite experimental. So yeah. Runtimes on here. So runtime's quite important because a lot of festivals do have limitations on runtime, which people choose to ignore, oh. as we have experienced <laughs> 
like my pet peeve is seeing the runtime is 20 minutes clicking play on that file and it shows and then the little like pop-up shows it's 32 minutes I'm like yeah, I don't get don't lie that. on film freeway. That is cheating. <laughs> we we got a submission one year actually as well. This is a little bit of like a behind the scenes. We got a submission one year where like the runtime was like four minutes, and then it ended up being like six short films in one. That was like an hour long. And I'm like, how did this get through? Because another thing to consider here is that festivals, if they have a limit, so for example, ours is 20 minutes, you won't be able to click submit to the festival. It will stop you from doing it. Sometimes sometimes people lie. So just don't do it. Um, completion dates on here. So many festivals, they will have a limit on when your film was made. This is predominantly because each year they want to have like fresh content. When we first started, we we had a really wide one, didn't we? Because we were obviously new and we wanted to showcase like a wider amount of films. And obviously we and didn't we know how many we were going to get. Post-pandemic as well. So we, we were, were like, we yeah. We really appreciated that there were some films that were made in 2019 and just didn't get a look didn't in because everything, they just didn't get a chance so we were very wide just to give everyone a fair yeah. shot I think we've we've drawn it in it's still quite wide now I think it's three years obviously because we kind of think know that p- the pandemic kind of halted a lot of production um but yeah again that's something to consider that they will stop you from submitting if your completion date is a certain amount and a lot of people are asked like what is our completion date like is it the date that like we stopped shooting is it the date that we like clicked picture lock is it the date you know it's it's a hard one i'd say it's just the date that you know you're ready to submit to festivals or like you know you can be loose with it It doesn't have to be like the exact date you stop pressing the button on final cut production budget is not really really important there are some festivals that have certain awards that are for certain production budgets so it's something to keep in mind it can be really rough and loose country of origin obviously where you've made the film language is important obviously you've met some film festivals only accept films in a certain language i think usually though it's just if it has like english subtitles that's why i've seen of you uh yeah i think so it again it depends on the country you're submitting it to as well yeah and then you've got digital um you've got aspect ratio shooting format film color Again, these are all optional for you. They're not really uh, required by festivals, to be honest. You've got, and there's two tick box options here, which is student project or first time filmmaker, which you can click yes or no. Obviously, some festivals like ours, we do have a student award and we also have a rising star award, which we don't say it's for first time filmmaker. We say it's for like early career. But yeah, ticking these can just sometimes prompt festivals if they have certain categories. because Some festivals do have first time filmmaker competitions or student competitions there's also festivals that are just student only so yeah it's it's something to tick on there do not do what i've seen sometimes where people tick it and say that they are a student of life <laughs> shut up do they actually <laughs> i've seen it twice i'm not kidding at, at our festival and another don't lie on film freeway please <laughs> it's mad um, then section five, you've got an opportunity here and some people do this to add in where your film has screened elsewhere um, so you can just add in a screen. You can go back and edit this. And um, obviously, the, the more successful your festival one is. As a programmer, do you ever look at this section when it comes through in the application form? Personally, for Women X, I don't. Okay. Purely because we don't focus on premiere status. We don't. If no, we did, true. then potentially I would because I want to make sure it hasn't premiered in our area before. Because oh, we're, yes, we... Never. Yeah, so for the most part, I don't. I mean, I tend to flick through every tab. So if I see an interesting festival name, I do sort of sort of know it, but it's it's not a massive priority for me personally. Gotcha. Gotcha. I hear you. Um, and then the other section was um any awards 
as well. And then the other section is distribution information or sales agents. That's mainly for features, to be honest, because you really do get a distributor for short films, to be fair. Mm. And then you're done. That's it. That's done. That's that's your um, setting your project up. Um, after you do that, you do have the option to add more information, which Film Freeway call a project file. Obviously, you have to upload the film. Film Freeway accepts up to 10 gigabytes. So obviously, some films... Um, they'll make shorter versions, not shorter, sorry, smaller versions for Film Freeway. But you can also use a URL for Vimeo, which I feel like we see the most. Nowadays, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot more people just embed their Vimeo file. Yeah. And then these are additional things that we do get questioned on, and we are going to have a little debate here about whether it helps us in programming. So you can add a director biography and a director headshot to the application. Tell me how you feel about this, because we obviously have a large team of programmers and we all have different ways of like reviewing applications. We all have like a set criteria, which is mainly about the film, not really the filmmaker. Do you do you ever read the director biographies? I think I tend to sort of skim it because for me, the overview synopsis is more important for me because I I tend to pro- like preview program based on the film itself. Yeah. Um, and if it's a great film, I want to read the summary, see if I got the same sort of, you know, I understood the film in the same way the other person did. I'm interested in the biographies just to sort of see who they are, you know, what what have they done? What are they sort of passionate about? But it's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I feel like it's something that I only really visit near the end of programming like if I'm stuck between some films and I want to like get a like a better sense of like why the film was made and what why the film's important I usually get it from that director statement but I don't ever cast like an early decision on it to be honest I'm never really fussed by the headshot <laughs> so that's not really important if you're, <laughs> if you're panicking like oh my god I drive a director's headshot it's really not important yeah. a lot of people just use a behind the scenes picture I was gonna say um, there's always a good action shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always a good one. But yeah, I think it's it's an opportunity to, and we had this recently at RP Evolve, which is like our talent development school, where they were like, well, what do I say in a director statement? And a lot of the time they were like, so this is what happens in my film. And then this happens. And then this happens. And then this happens. And then it ends. And I'm like, that's not a director statement. That is a summary. Director statement should really like summarize like why you've made this film, where you're going in your career, like what this film means to you. What do you want the audience to walk away from? Like, it's kind of like a cover letter, which you can also add to your application. And there is a debate on this as well, isn't there? On whether you should write a cover letter or whether you shouldn't. What's your opinion on the cover letter situation? I mean, I just feel like I'm not a massive cover letter fan. I I personally hate writing them yeah so I'm just like anti Um, it's a free essay (laughs) yeah like I don't have to write any more than I have to if someone writes a cover letter I will read it because again I recognize they spent time and energy on it unless they don't I feel like again like I I struggle with this because I'm like what what extra do you say because obviously I've read your director's statement I know what you're about I know what you're passionate about I've read your film synopsis so I know what the film's about what then are you going to put in the cover letter? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being too negative on it. No, I don't I think mean, I do like it. I mean, like, I have, I, having said that, I have read some lovely cover letters that say, you know, they sort of directly name the people at the festival. So it sort of shows they're doing their research and they sort of say, you know, I love the festival. I love what it stands for. And so it's like, okay, I appreciate that that sort of shows you've done your research specifically on the festival. 
so I guess it shows it's more of a considered application. There's definitely pros and cons to it. I feel like I like sometimes sometimes I like them because they remind me of where I've seen them before, or they like say like why they've um submitted to this festival or they've been like introduced by someone. And sometimes it's just a copy and paste job. <laughs> yeah. That's not really relevant to this festival. It's just like, it's basically part of their director statement, like mm. copy and pasted. But like, I've never read a cover letter and then it's been like, right, I'm definitely going to program this film because of that cover letter. But it does, it helps the process, I would yeah. say. I feel if like it's one of those things. Sorry, I just feel like it is one of those things that like, I, if you're going to do it, yeah, tailor it to be for this particular festival, for this particular reason. Um, it is meant to be custom. I'm just going through a few there to see if like mm. there's anything that's like more specific, but a lot of them it's like blah 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 blah. And this is why we believe this film is perfect for women X. It's like you've just copied and pasted the end and changed the festival name. But yeah, I I'm a fan of them. I think mm-hmm. if you've got time, you should write them. But in general, it's part of your strategy. So you should just probably just think about, you know, what festivals you want to submit to and why, and maybe just include that. As a little as a little thing, yeah, maybe. That's a very good point. So other things is trailer. Trailers for yeah. short films, I do see them a lot. It is ha- helpful, but I can tell you now, I've never watched a trailer before I've watched a short film in my life as a programmer. <laughs> I've got time. I've got yeah. films to watch. <laughs> 500 <laughs> of them. Still photos. So this is something I was going to say to you because I think it's great when a film has still photos. As a programming team at Women X, we do put, I always say it's like X Factor. Because if you watched the X Factor back in the day, they used to get Polaroids of everybody and put them on a table and move them around. And that's what we have been doing for years. But obviously, do you remember the first festival? We, we had every film on a little record card and it was all on the office wall. Yes. <laughs> that was it. And then we've doubled the amount of submissions we've got from then. So we can't do that anymore because the wall's too big. The wall's too small. But we take the stills and it just helps us reference like what films are which. But it's, and I will say it's so frustrating when people don't upload stills because yeah. when we then put like things together for marketing and stuff, there's nothing there for us to use. And like we had a filmmaker recently who we we asked to send us, like we ask all our filmmakers when they get into the festival to send us like a bunch of things. And one of them is like a few, a few stills. And one person was like, well, can't you just get it from Film Freeway? But there was nothing on Film Freeway. Oh, because I actually answered one earlier this week that said, can you just download this off Film Freeway? And I searched the film and they genuinely had like 20 behind the scenes. And oh, bloody hell, for- yeah. And so I was like, I had to just reply and be like, yes, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, thank you. And like, because I kind of felt like they were kind of being like, obviously, did you not check? And I was like, <laughs> I swear, like we just, there's loads of people that don't. <laughs> Like, but the, it, it was perfect. Like, it did make it did make life a lot easier because I replied to that email saying yes, thank you very much. Just need all the other bits, and I literally downloaded those stills in five seconds flat. So there like, it there. does make life easier for marketing for our own sort of programming purposes. Mm-hmm. And like again, it's your way to brag a little bit. Like you, again, yeah. you spent all that time lining up this beautiful shot and making sure it's coloured beautifully and it looks great. You did the effort, like whack it in. Like I know some people also include their poster in the stills as well. It's Yeah, it's a great place to just put all the materials that you spent a long time making. Yeah, like that supporting material element. I think it's mm. important. So yeah, please add them in. Um, and there's also two sections that you can add news and reviews or files and attachments. News and reviews, I sometimes get interested if a film has like several news articles about it. So it's a good place to brag there if you've got some good press for your film. Files and attachments, I've seen a variety of things in this category. 
sometimes I click on them, sometimes I don't. Do you ever click on them? I genuinely have never noticed them. How bad is that? <laughs> so you can add anything. I have seen, I have seen press kits. I have mm. seen pitch decks. I've seen posters. I've seen the full script attached. Oh. So you can add anything. But I mean, like we are programmers at a festival and you said you don't know it exists. And I only really click when I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> just think, oh, what does this button do? So I don't think you need to waste too much. The thing, the thing with this episode is we're trying to say is that you don't have to waste too much time on the areas that don't need attention, but there's certain areas that should definitely have your attention. Mm-hmm. Once you've put your film freeway application together, it's then about actually submitting to festivals. And this is one area that we were going to talk about, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's so, it. Because like once you've made it, it's like, oh, great. It looks stunning. It looks beautiful. Now what? <laughs> So obviously submitting to festivals, like I said, the one of the best things to do is to kind of put them in your in your like shortlist, then you can submit them all at once. But if you are going by submitting them row by row, when you kind of click to submit your film, it'll ask you to select your project. So obviously we've produced many films, there's many films on here. And then you've obviously got the option to tick which category you have. So we only have one category at Women X, it's just short films. But other festivals have many categories. And you should listen to our scam episode for more information on that. Ah. Cheeky, cheeky <laughs> referral link there, but it is very relevant, I promise you. But many festivals now have pre-required fields relating to just their festival, which we have implemented. And it's because it helps us with many things. I can't actually remember what our questions are, though. <laughs> should I, get um, <laughs> I can, because, because actually I will oh, say, do. I check it every single time. So like of out course. of the things I check every time, it is the overview, it's the synopsis, it's the custom form, and then I'll sort of fit around between the rest. But our one is our top one is was it filmed in the northeast? Oh yeah, um, of course, because we have a northeast award. Although yeah. we have many people say yes to this, and they were in Russia and America. So maybe yeah. we need to say northeast England. <laughs> To be fair, I think now in brackets, we actually have the geographical regions in there now. I'm I'm sure you've updated it because of this issue. Yeah, it has in brackets all the counties. (laughs) So it definitely has that. Then it's got, uh, is this a student film? I think then we ask about the genre. That's where we ask it. Because again, we prefer to have people self-identify. Then we've got about the, any content uh, we should be aware of so the content right, so tell tell our listeners more about this because people often just put na to this like not applicable and it is 100 percent applicable why is it important to say this from an application point of view for us it's not to like exclude your films like if it has violence it has gore it's got assault like it's not to immediately wipe it from consideration it's actually to protect our previewers obviously we just want to be conscious and careful of their own well-being and their own mental health so if they say you know a particular content item is going to trigger them then we're not going to assign it to them we'll assign it to someone else we'll always make sure your film gets seen by multiple previewers mm-hmm. but it's it is net like i feel like a lot of people say na because they don't want to hurt their film's chances yes. and it's it's not to hurt your chances it's to not hurt our previewers <laughs> so again please don't lie on film freeway <laughs> No, and we've we and it's funny because you'll get some people that will just say NA or none, and you'll get some people that will be like super specific, like someone cuts their finger at one point. Um, and it is really important. Like as an example, we've had 
people in our team that they really can't watch films on sexual violence and assault. And that doesn't mean they can't program a festival. It just means they can't program those shorts that work on something else. We've had people that have had family members pass away and to watch a film on grief would be too much for them. So again, that's something we just reshuffle around. When I was pregnant and programming, I really didn't want to watch anything about, you know, baby loss or, you know, miscarriage. So I didn't watch those films and other people watched them. So it's just, it's not to be super sensitive. It's just because we want our team to enjoy programming um and also it is it is very hard like i have watched we have both watched many many films on sexual violence and i think we've got to a point now where we we have to stagger them because it is it is too hard to watch them back to back and they can be very very um i don't know what the word is just very it it is it is difficult to watch like it and that's not a criticism of the work it is incredibly powerful work yeah like it, it can't be so I can't watch 500 of those in one go so no I to be absolutely honest if I see that the content warning is NA and then I see something there it's it's almost sort of a negative mark against them because I'm like, I agree you, are, you did not take the time to read the custom form or you felt the need to to, to hide that and I don't I don't appreciate that like I no, no I agree and I think the next question usually flags up as well doesn't it yes <laughs> Yeah, I do do believe our final question is if you could be any animal, what would it be? (laughs) Oh, no, there's another one. It's about the role, isn't it? What role in the film? So our guidelines with Women X, because we like we're not saying that every film should be made just by women. But we really celebrate like male directors who work with female producers and female writers and female directors. So it's just one of the top three roles that writer, director, producer has to be a woman or not gender non-conforming filmmaker. So we asked the question, like, which one of these three roles is a woman or gender non-conforming filmmaker? And we get a variety of answers. I mean, some of it will list every single role. They'll be like our caterer, our sound recordist, our runner. And I'm like, beautiful. That's great. Or it will just be, uh, I'm friends with a woman, um, which makes me qualified. And I, drove just... past, I drove past a woman once while I made this film. But she all, waved all at the me. cruise men, and you're just like, the. look, I don't think our restrictions are that. Like, the bar's on the floor. You can have one woman writer, and the rest can be men, we'll still let you in. Like, yeah. well, mm, <laughs> we'll accept your submission. Women theory. Yeah, we'll accept your submission, is my point. Um, it's, <laughs> because... it's an opportunity, I think, for, for filmmakers to again like you said not brag but just be like yes this is who worked in the film and this is the importance they brought to it but yeah it is sometimes a way of spotting early people who just I mean we've had some random ones in the past where people just expect to get into the festival because it's about women like it's a free-for-all kind of thing and yeah that's a that question there we do put these in as like what's the what's the word fail safe something break I'm trying to think of something Fail, fail safe, safe like breakers. It's, yeah, like almost like a filter. Like it's almost a like filter, a filter. Yeah. We still watch it's all not the quite, films, It's almost of like it's just like a sort of a, oh God, what's the word? Because like I don't want to say, like, because it's not a red flag, but it is just our sort of way of being like, just is this the right yeah. sort of filmmaker that's going to want to be a part of our festival as well? Yeah, it has the ethos and values, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And the last question. Yes. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot one. I'm so ashamed. I stared at this form. I've literally stared at this form five thousand times. Four years. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> the final one, which is just, I think it's my favorite one, is yeah. if you could be any animal, what would you be? And it 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 does seem goofy and it does seem silly. And you can tell some filmmakers do not understand why it's there. 
but again it's just our little like temperature checker of like how wh- whether they'd get on with us because like look at our social media look at our content we have a we were, yeah <laughs> we're a fun festival and we're about making that connection and I don't know if we will have this question in next year but mm. it's it, it's just like we get some really crazy answers like yeah. wild answers and then we also get things like this is a silly question <laughs> Yeah, and then the next submission will be like, I'm a glittering unicorn in a glade with a magical colour-changing waterfall. I'm like, I love the level of detail and thought. Like, Or it would be like, I would be a cat. More specifically, <laughs> my cat George. And it's just like, it just it's just bonkers. But um, we have it there because, as you can imagine, I could go in through hundreds and hundreds of submissions. Sometimes seeing that just cheers you up. So we do it for the programmers. We are very much about giving the programmers an experience as well. So there are questions. <laughs> not yeah. too extensive no. maybe we'll change them years to come i did look at some other um, questions from other festivals if you'd like me to share those so obviously interestingly enough we do ask if it's a student film some festivals actually ask you to confirm which institution you are a student at mm-hmm. we've also got uh, people will ask if you're going to attend the festival which people are always going to say yes because they'll think mm-hmm. it improves their chances some people ask like how you found out about the festival some people ask if you've previously been in that festival before again with the locations like are you based nearby like I think I think most festivals these days have like a home like a home ground kind of element to it they like to showcase like local talent and then some people ask about premier status so premier status is it's a, I don't see it very often in short films. I feel like it's quite, I feel like it's quite an old fashioned thing now, to be honest. I feel like it is, especially post pandemic where so many films went online and went global. Mm. I've seen it, weirdly, I think I'm seeing it crop up more and more in short films, festivals. Again, I don't know what that is about, but to to contextualise, premiere status basically means this is the first time your film is shown either in this country, in this area, they'll specify it. So you can have like a North American premiere, you can have an English oh. premiere, you can have a Southeast of England premiere. Darlington so, premiere. Yeah, exactly. And it's basically a way for the festival to have a bit of a brag because they're like, we we are the only ones in this area to have this amazing film. And potentially on the submitter side, you can then be eligible to for some awards for it or just eligible for the festival itself. Yeah. That's that's true. A lot of people have like regional awards. I come across yeah. another one. Now, once I picked up my jaw from the floor at seeing an $85 submission fee for yeah. a short film, I looked <laughs> at the questions. They actually had in there like, tick yes or no, have you read all the rules and regulations? I mean, terms and conditions. Who's reading these these days, guys? Um, well, generally, we keep getting films in by men. <laughs> um, but it did actually ask to provide all names of cast members. So I don't know what that was about. Um, and then it went in to talk about like geo-blocking, like it, is your film geo-blocked? Like these are your options and things like that. So I think some festivals just do it to like help out their later admin work, perhaps. Mm. That sound about right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've never been fussy on the premiere thing, so it's probably not our biggest uh, no, we, expertise we actually, area. Yeah, we, we actually had this thing once. We're like, we, we just love pre-loved films. We're like a little blockbuster. You know, like a little blockbuster. Bring it back. Well, like we've always said, like, and this is a different podcast for a different day, but once your film has been shown at festivals, it doesn't really have a life afterwards, which is such a shame. And, you know, that is what it is. And that's why our submission window is a little bit wider because we want to see all these films again. Just keep bringing it back, baby. We want to see it. 
Another festival I saw actually asked you to list your filmography as a filmmaker. All of it? All of it. There's Ooh. two. There's a 2,000 word limit. Mm-hmm. I do like the how did you hear about us. I think that might have to be our new one, you know. Yeah. Should we go for it? I find that quite interesting because I like particularly for us, because like we're saying, like we get a lot of people that come back year after year. Do they recommend people or do mm-hmm. they just follow our stunning Instagram? Like, I, I, I do want to kind of know now. We'll have to ask them. We'll have to ask our selected filmmakers this year how they heard about us. It is yes. funny because you're like, we, we do have like alumni who are back this year, some for the fourth, some for the third, some for the second time, which is, um, which is really lovely. But yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to ask them. Okay. The last one I found, just because it's a weird one. And just relates back to what we said. It actually, as a required field, says, have you provided still images of your film? Oh. These festivals have been burnt before. Yeah. They're like, we're not doing the market. We're not doing this social media chasing by ourselves. So there's another one that's like, are you sure that you are able to provide a HD copy of your film if you are selected within 14 days of notification? I mean, like, I'd love to include that question. The amount of times you've had to chase the films and then I've yeah. gone, I don't want a DCP. <laughs> so obviously after you've done all that, you sent your film off, you then have a dashboard where you can track how your films are doing. If you do get any updates for your film submission, it will email you directly. So if you, because this is the thing, right? When, we, when Demi went to festivals, we got like 26 rejections, Okay. 26 rejections it took six months until we got a yes so the night I got an email and it come up and said film freeway has updated your application I was in the cinema I was about to see a film and it flashed on my phone I just thought oh god I'm not even gonna open that put it in my bag watch the film with my cousin and then outside I was like oh my god I've got into a festival so <laughs> that's a short little story for you there but yeah it will update you now festivals do have notification dates which is a date where they promise to tell you by if your film is in the festival or out of the festival. From my experience, not just at Women X, at many festivals, that's just a guide. It can happen before that. It can't happen after it. That is the rules by Film Freeway. The reason why it's a guide is that obviously it helps you plan things because obviously if you get into a festival, you want to plan to get there, you want to get your materials over, but it's just a guide and you will get notified before. Sometimes festivals... I mean, what we do is we will tell everyone at the same time whether they are in or whether they are out. Some festivals don't operate that way. Some festivals do it very differently. They do it in monthly increments, which is crazy. Because what if you let like 50 films in one month and then the next month there's another 50 films you really like? But yeah, it's there as a guide. But what we will say is chase them up. If you've not heard about by your notification date, chase them up. But what I will also say against that is if you don't hear and it's three weeks to go, don't chase them up because they're very busy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the couple of weeks after the notification date like, is well and good. Because again, like, especially if you've, you've put your money into it, you've obviously mm. spent your time as well crafting this beautiful project to submit. Um, mm. you, de- you definitely want to hear yes or no. Having yes. said that, I know it is beautiful and you probably want to hear feedback. <laughs> Most of these festivals do, like we say, have about 500 submissions. <laughs> So they they really can't usually offer feedback unless they specify it somewhere. Um, no, again, some festivals, they, yeah. So some festivals, they do offer like you pay £10 extra and you'll get like a one-page feedback, which is not actually a con. It's actually quite a good thing, to be honest. And I think in my early days, I probably would have done that with some short films because it is difficult for some filmmakers. You make a short film and then you don't really have anyone to like, no, if someone sent us a short film and was like, oh, can you give us some feedback? We'd be like, yeah, we don't do that. We have a festival. 
But if they said like, you know, well, I, you know, if I pay £10 extra, you give me some. It's something we could explore in future mm. years to come. But yeah, as part of the process of submitting on Film Freeway, you'll get told by email and then you can see it in your account. Don't send a rude email if you get rejected. Please don't. For many reasons. I'm going to give you three. (laughs) (laughs) One, it's horrible. (laughs) It's Mm. not nice. It's not a nice thing to do. And you're not going to change their mind, particularly if it's a nasty email. They're not going to read you insulting them and their talents um, and then think yeah do you know what we'll take a film in the festival secondly it's a lot of work to program a festival it is not just selecting films I mean I'm just speaking of my experience across festivals I worked at it's not just selecting like the top 50 films it's about piecing the films together curating stories that blend well together like making a screening as a piece and it is a hard decision it is very hard and there's I always say though, there's never if there's only one film that I regretted not programming, and that was the first year. But since then, I think I've just got over it. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> is, there, is there any film? I mean, I know that you had a film this year that you really liked, but I was like, look, we can't keep it in. Mm. I feel like, or do you, or do you not know about that? Have you not seen the program? <laughs> how, how dare you? Maybe. <laughs> I do feel like that does happen every year. Like there'll be a ride yeah. of life film that I would absolutely love to and I'll be on my knees begging for it to stay. But it, it does get to that point where you you have to look at the stories and the timings and... Kill your darlings. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. that. It is kill your darlings and it hurts every time. And it really is just a kick in the gut afterwards to receive an email saying, you don't even know what you're doing. You don't appreciate the work. And it's like, oh God, we absolutely do. Like yeah, it hurts us just as much. Like it does. It does. It. I th- to be honest, I take that back. Actually, it's not just one film. I feel like there was a few this year that I was like, oh, I would have loved to program yet, but we just didn't have the capacity. Which leads me on to my third point: is that if you send a very, very rude email, challenging, insulting, which we've received this year, insulting to programmers. Programmers work across many festivals and you might be sending your film to multiple festivals where multiple programmers are working across. And if you've insulted one of them at another festival, I don't think you're going to have a chance at the other festival they're programming at because you called them untalented and that they don't know about women. So it's just something to bear in mind is that you probably won't be welcome at that festival again in the future if you've been very, very rude to them. And we get, you know, some people come back to us. We've had some people this year that said like, oh, I'm absolutely gutted. Like I really wanted to be in this festival. If there's an opening that comes up, you know, please do consider us, um, which is, you know, incredibly unlikely just because of the way that programming works. Or you'll get some people like, oh, I'm absolutely gutted, but thank you so much. And I look forward to like coming back again or something like that. But yeah, a rude email, you know, a a defensive email, a threatening email, we've had them all. It's not going to do anything for your chances Mm -hmm. at that festival and potentially others because, you know, I'm I'm currently programming another festival. I might see someone's name pop up and think, oh, that's the guy that called me untalented. (laughs) Well, yeah, and and we've got long memories. You yes, submit next year, and like, <laughs> it's not even that like we'll still judge you on the basis of your film. But like, if you're capable of sending that nasty email, you know what you're going to be like at an event. Like it is, mm-hmm. like you say, like it is about the environment uh, that we want to create at our events as well. And it's just, yeah, I don't really want to say hi to someone who's been really mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Just, I think it's just in general, like people don't want to work with people like that, and um, there's there's no need for it. I think that wraps up everything you need to know about film freeway submissions. 
I mean, we haven't really touched a lot on like festival strategy and like what happens after your film gets into a festival. Maybe we should do an epi- another episode on like the aftermath. Because I did feel that way when I got like my first acceptance. I was like, yay, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so much of it is actually like, without sounding weird, it should have been thought of while you were still making the film. Like it's, yes. it's kind of mad. Get um, a Google but, Drive folder together now. Oh my God, yeah. And take every photo no well li- literally like just as a mini tip before we finish up like with my last film coming out for, with our last film coming out for christmas look at me Thank with you. my film um <laughs> with our film when we finished post-production i created a google drive folder and i put everything in there i put in two copies of the film two different sizes the srt files the subtitle the transcript the director statement all the steals trailer everything and then every time we got into a festival it was like bang done mm-hmm. bang done and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> so yeah, I would recommend just packaging it together. Oh, I thought of another thing we have to say. So it's student filmmakers. Now, a lot of you, your universities, very lovely, will submit to film on film freeway on your behalf from their university account. The problem is, obviously, you guys graduate, you guys move on, and it gets stuck with the university. So if you are submitting to festivals, just keep an eye on them as well, because we've had many instances. And I had one actually when I was programming something else this year for another event where I was contacting the filmmaker and they weren't getting back to me and I couldn't program their film in the end because I wasn't hearing back. Just keep an eye on your comms, check your junk and spam folders. um, (laughs) And just, you know, you've submitted to that festival. If you've got into that festival, dedicate yourself to make sure that it's all done. I would say I think that's everything I mean we might have to do a part two there's just so much to cover I mean we haven't even yeah. spoke about like the other platforms you could use oh, well, back yeah. in the day we could send a DVD oh god you said that today you're like imagine if we went back to DVDs and just a part of me <laughs> like, I just tell, I tell the postman trembled no. in fear <laughs> literally I tell the postman no do not my come postman near my door quit <laughs> can you imagine 500 dvds through my door although this kind of shows how old i am when i worked at my film first film festival i was in the film office and literally the boxes off dvds and discs were just so high oh. it's crazy yeah that is that's a different time i don't want to go back to that don't send mm-hmm. us a d although to be fair right listen, ashton's gonna kill me if someone sent the office a dvd i'd be like well that's some dedication right there. I'm, I'm really going to regret saying that, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you right have now. a fantastic time uploading it. <laughs> I, oh, I like being sent a wee transfer that I can deal with. <laughs> God, I didn't even think about that element. We're going to get DVDs now, aren't we? A pink yeah. DVD in a pink box. No, stop, stop it. it. Stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Right. On that note, we are going to wrap up this podcast before Ashton kills me. Um, I have been Karis Ria. <laughs> I've been Ashton Clark. And I really hope you found this episode useful. We love using this podcast to educate you guys and talk about things that, you know, not very accessible out there, navigating the festival circuit unit. We will be back soon with some new episodes. And remember that you can purchase your Women X tickets now. Just head to our website, riampictures.com slash Women X. And we will see you there in September if you do. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.